Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Happy Friday. Yeah, it's finally mm-hmm. here. Yeah, the weekend. Woohoo. Yippee. But let's hit the news before we focus on fun. Oh, all right. Um, well, the Disney Parks blog is supposed to be fun, isn't it? Sometimes. All right. Well, um, this is a story about the planned Disney Pocket Guide to Disney Saratoga Resort and Spa. That's right. As we're all aware, the Disney Parks blog has been putting out their new planned Disney Pocket Guide series. And as Cheryl mentioned, this new one focuses on the Disney Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa. Uh, this is over in the uh, Disney Springs Resort area. Uh, and uh, it is a charming Victorian-styled resort inspired by historic Saratoga Springs, which was an 1800s New York retreat known for both its spas and horse racing. Uh, great resort. Uh Major DVC property there. Um, we just stayed there our last trip. And uh, very, very nice if you want to be able to walk over to Disney Springs every day. Yeah, we really, really enjoyed it. It's really pretty. It has a um, nice pool area. Um, it's big. It is. It's sprawling. Uh, I think it would be hard without a car. Mm-hmm. But um, we had a car. We did. So that was fine. But there's also an internal bus loop. There is. Yeah, just I think it just takes time. And I think a lot of times when you go to Disney, that's what you're giving up. You know, if you don't like to drive, you don't want to have a car, you don't want to spend the money, um, that's great. It can be more relaxing for people to not have to worry about navigation and all that. But you are giving up some time because, mm-hmm. you know, you can't even get from one place to another in the resort without waiting for a bus. Or walking. Or walking. And we're big walkers. So we are. that's fine for us. All right. All right. Also on the Disney Parks blog, um, you can oh reach the next level with Joffrey's coffee truck and the new movie Free Guy at Disney Springs. Is Free Guy related to Disney? Is that a Disney movie? It is. Well, it's a Fox film, but since Disney owns Fox now, oh. it is a Disney film. Is that the reason why you were so okay with me going to see Free Guy? Because you get some movie rewards tickets? No. It's 100% the reason. No. I wanted to see it and... Uh, Tony was like, hey, are we going to go see that movie? I was like, wow, all right, yeah. That's Ryan Reynolds. Who doesn't love Ryan Reynolds? Uh He's he's one of my favorite Canadians. Uh, But the Joffrey's Coffee Truck uh, is inspiring brews from 20th Century Studios' new adventure comedy, Free Guy, uh, which does star Ryan Reynolds. Uh, So it doesn't mention – oh, it's parked over by the AMC Dine-In Theaters from August 11th through 18th and is open from 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. I will let you know how that movie was, by the way. Yes. Yes. On Saturday. We're going to see it on Saturday. So we'll give you a, a review on Monday. I, I don't think you're not expecting much like you were from Jungle Cruise. I think you just want to go see a fun summertime movie. Exactly. Yeah. It does. Look, it looks fun. Uh, all right. Um, at Epcot, um, there is, well, there's a feature on the Disney Parks blog about Epcot. And they have like a cast life little feature about the divers in the seas at Epcot. That's right. Uh, They focus on two of the dive masters who are part of the guest animal experience team who go into the six million gallon saltwater aquarium uh, to help with the sea turtles, sharks, rays and other fish. Uh, They also do maintenance on the reefs. And if you're lucky, they will say hello to you while they're in the water. Ooh, fancy. So, yeah, it it does look like it's fun. Uh, A lot of times you'll see people working there um, and uh, they also work with the animals. So. I think uh, Dave, our friend Dave, has uh, swum, swam, swimmed, 
swam? swam has been in the tank there because he's mm-hmm. a certified scuba diver. So they actually have a behind the scenes uh, scuba adventure that you can do in uh, the seas. Cool. Yeah. All righty. Um, Disney uh, has reported some of their revenue and the Disney parks and resorts revenues is up a billion dollars over the last quarter. Quarter. Um, and the segment has posted the first profits since the pandemic. Wow, I'm having trouble today. And you haven't even had anything to drink yet. <sighs> Maybe that would have helped since the pandemic began. That's right. The third quarter of the fiscal year has closed. Uh, Disney had their earnings call today and they announced a $17.02 billion revenue, which was higher than the expected revenue of $17.76 billion. Um the Disney Parks Experiences and Products Division had revenue of $4.3 billion. Uh, that was an increase of 100% over this time last year and $1 billion more than last quarter. Uh, the Domestic uh, Parks posted a profit of $2 million, which was the first time they've shown a profit since March of 2020. However, the international parks have had a loss of $210 million. We know that Paris just recently opened and uh, Tokyo is running on a very small 5,000 guests a day, uh, you know, uh, capacity. So um, uh, you have gains, you have losses. Eventually, this will all be in the review window. Hopefully. Yeah. So those good numbers are coming from um, the increases in attendance and guest spending that the domestic Disney parks are seeing. That's right. Their CFO, Christine McCarthy, confirmed that the domestic resorts have steadily been increasing quarter over the... uh, been increasing capacity over the last quarter and will continue to do so. Uh, Disneyland has seen attendance increases as well since their June 15th lifting of restrictions. Uh, Bob Chapek said that the company is not concerned about the effects of the Delta variant because they are seeing strong demands from consumers. Uh, the park pass reservations for the rest of the year are well above the quarter three levels, uh, which shows a steady increase in demand despite the resurgent in, resurgence in cases. Okay. Um, we've heard a little bit about this uh, Disney Genie, which is supposed to be coming to uh, Disney World. Uh, Disney CEO Bob Chapek has said that guests will spend less time in line uh, when they use Disney Genie. And there he is referencing what may be possibly a paid FastPass service. Yeah, the Disney Genie app, I think, was announced uh, got to be a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. And it's going to be their new trip planning service. Uh, that is available to guests. And, uh, you know, the company hopes that this is a user-friendly app, which will give all their guests a personalized and customized experience, which will put you in control of your vacation by providing more flexibility and choice. Um, They are calling it the My Magic Plus program on steroids. Uh, And it's going to track consumer preferences uh, and combine it with industrial engineering data to show how uh, that show how the park is operating to make suggestions on the fly. Um, It's going to be, uh, you know, Genie is going to recommend ride times with uh, rides with shorter wait times and paid opportunities like a premier access program they currently have in Paris. So uh, I would not be surprised if their new FastPass plan is in fact rolled out with Disney Genie. I heard that rumor uh, four or five days ago, and from what's going on on the earnings call today, it sounds like that is indeed the case. All right. I'm not looking forward to it. Nope. 
Um, Chip and Dale are joining the Disney Fab 50 Character Statue Collection, and they will be uh, located at the Magic Kingdom. That's right. They were introduced by Josh Peck, star of the new series, Tuner and Hooch, on Disney+, Plus, who made the announcement on Instagram. All righty. Um, the Princess and the Frog re-imaging of Splash Mountain is still in development, uh, according to the Magic Kingdom Vice President, Melissa Valquette. Valiquet. Valiquet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she says that it is still in development. Uh, they're in a lot of meetings uh, and that this is going to take time and it may be months, maybe even years before any of that is seen on stage. Okay. Uh, which leads me to once again say that this was a knee jerk reaction because if this were planned, they would have had plans to go and it would have just been a matter of setting time to close the ride down and take it offline for a couple of so years. Is the ride closed now? No. No, okay. They're right. going to be doing annual maintenance. That's why some of the right. scaffolding is up. Okay. Um, but the ride right now has no plans for a long-term refurb. It's not on any of the refurb lists. Um, and they're saying that it's it's going to be in development and it's going to take time to reimagine Splash Mountain. Um, if you had gone by their initial uh, development uh, announcement, uh, it sounded like, oh, we've got it all planned to right, be designed right. after Princess and the Frog. Right. And that was back in 2020. They're saying that 2019 was when they started development. Mm-hmm. It's 2021, right. and they don't even have a, a, it on the refurb list yet. Right, right. Uh, I don't know. You don't buy it, huh? I don't buy it. <laughs> but it is going to be refurb both at Walt Disney World and in Disneyland. In advance of the 50th anniversary, a bunch of attractions at the Magic Kingdom are being repainted and refreshed. Uh, the Mad Tea Party is among the current ones that are being painted. Uh, the roof area is being painted an entirely new color scheme. That's right. It is being painted a dark blue with some imaginative squiggles and designs on it. Um, and previously, that was teal, which matched the rest of the roof. All right. So as things are coming back little by little at Disney World, one of the things that we missed a little bit when we were there um, at Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, in the queue, they have some interactive uh, details, some things you can play with, and those had been turned off, but it looks like they are back on. That's right. Interactive elements have returned. Fantastic. Um, Some gold leaf has been added to the Princess Fairy Tale Hall sign at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, it's uh, gold it's so leaf. It's so pretty. It's it so is. shiny. It was painted kind of a gold color. But now it's like uh, real shiny gold. But now it has gold leaf, so it does shine and reflect very nicely. All right. All that scaffolding that's been up around Be Our Guest, it looks like that's been for repainting, and that repainting has begun. That's right. It took them three, it's been three weeks now since the scaffolding went up, and they're finally to the point where they are painting the castle. They power washed it, and now they are ready to paint. They did. All right. They're working on multiple levels at once. Okay. Um, at the in in the Magic Kingdom at Adventureland, there's some green pavement that was there and then was removed, and now it's coming back. That's right. Uh, the pavement in Adventureland in the '70s was a color. It was a green color. Okay. Uh, kind of to simulate you're walking on grass. Right. Um, and uh, they took that up and put gray stone. Uh, well, they have pulled up some of that gray stone and replaced it with a pale jungle green color. Mm. Uh, so no one knows if this is just a, a, a nod to area. history uh, or if it's going to be the new look. Now, what they've done is, in addition to painting it, is they've textured it with stones to give it a more natural feeling. Mm-hmm. Um 
that sounds great until you're pushing a cart or a baby carriage and it's not as smooth as you would expect it to be. Yeah. So right now it's just a small patch over in front of the enchanted tiki room, but who knows the way they've been replacing pavement over there uh, with the concrete mixer 3000 (laughs) uh, that, uh, that could, that, you know, that could very well be due for a change as well. It's such a weird shape. It's hard to say whether I like it or not. Yeah. It kind of looks like, I don't know, the state of Louisiana. Yeah. Something like that. All right. Uh, more scrim has been removed from the Main Street train station. That's right. It looks like the only scrim remaining now is on the uh, both ends of the train station, but all of the scrim on the, the main part of the building um, on the interior section has been removed. All right. Even though we're not at the 50th anniversary yet, uh, merchandise has been released uh, celebrating the 50th anniversary. That's right. And this is not celebration merchandise. This is pre-celebration oh, merchandise. okay. That's right, because we've got, uh, you know, we've got to have multiple levels of celebration here. Um, this is mostly apparel, uh, but they do also have a tumbler, a magic band, and some lithographs available as well. Um, they started selling it uh, this morning, I believe, at the Emporium, um, but it's also been available at some of the resorts. Uh, they do seem to be limiting some items, uh, putting a limit of two per guest on. And, uh, you know, they've got a holographic Mickey T. They've got sleep shirts. You know, typical Disney merchandise push. You want it, they've got it. All right. And then I don't know if this is part of the 50th anniversary merchandise, but they have um, some new pins. They are vintage postcard pins. It's a, it's a series that has just been released. Yes, and that actually is part of the celebration because they are the Vintage Postcard 50th Anniversary Countdown Pin Series. They're really cute. They are. They are uh, made to look like souvenirs from the past. Yeah, they uh, look like they're, well, they have like postcard yeah. pictures on them. And uh, this first set is a set of 3,000 pins, which is a limited edition. There are four pins in the series. The first two, uh, one is a monorail coming through uh, the contemporary. The other one is Cinderella Castle, and as Cheryl mentioned, it looks like a postcard. Uh, There's even a spot where you would write the name and address and put the stamp. Uh, There will be two uh, additional pins in the series released as we get closer to the date. Very cute. All right. Um, In D23 news, the gold member preview dates and pricing have been announced for uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure at Epcot. Wait, there's pricing? That's right. If you uh, are a D23 Gold member and you want to come down and check out uh, Remy, they are having two preview dates on September 4th and 5th. Uh, it is uh, $75 per person with a $7 uh, processing free. Uh, it uh, Tickets go on sale August 13th at 1 p.m., but it's not just a ride preview. Uh, you're going to get morning refreshments, followed by a presentation about how Imagineering brought this uh, adventure to Florida in a big way. Then you will be sampling new offerings from the new La Creperie de Paris, uh, as well as taking a ride on Remy's Ratatouille adventure, and you will receive a commemorative gift. I hate that they're charging, but at the same time, reading through the details, you do not have to have a park ticket. You do have to leave when the experience is over. It runs from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Um, did you go through? I wasn't listening too hard, but you didn't go through what it included. Did I did. You? Okay, so yeah, with with some morning refreshments and getting to ride the ride, um, the stuff from uh, the Le Creperie, it doesn't seem terrible. I mean, like no. if you go, especially if you go a lot um, and you've kind of done a lot of the stuff at Epcot, and you really just want to go to ride this new ride. 
it's not a bad deal. It's not a bad deal. To get into the park three hours for $25 an hour, not a bad deal. Yeah, I would probably do it. Yeah. I mean, I'd do that instead of a day at, you know, instead of the day at Epcot. Mm -hmm. Because by the time you get to go to Epcot to do it, like, who knows how long you'd have to wait in line. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem Well, the nice thing is they get you out before the park is actually open. Yeah. No, it doesn't seem like a terrible deal. All right. Um... This uh, this is kind of a bummer. Um, a dog had to be rescued from a vehicle at Disney's Hollywood Studios parking lot. Yeah, a small dog was left uh, uh, overnight Monday night and uh, in an unattended vehicle. So the uh, Reedy Creek Fire Department was dispatched, and they were able to enter the vehicle, um, uh, who was actually returned to their owner. And um, yeah, no no charges against the owner were filed, um, but. Uh, there must have been that's, some extenuating story, circumstances yeah. when they returned the dog uh, or else. I maybe he just wanted to stay in maybe, the car. Maybe. Maybe that's what he said. He was like, no, it wasn't, it wasn't their fault. Don't like, infringe upon my rights. <laughs> I want to stay in this car. Right. Okay. Um, on the boardwalk, the restaurants there are slowly reopening. Oh, this is, and this is the boardwalk uh, resort, not the uh, boardwalk that they were replacing in the Magic Kingdom. Not Correct. the boards. Right. Um, this is the boardwalk um at the Boardwalk Resort. Uh, some of the restaurants are, have been reopening, and it looks like we're hoping the Flying Fish will be opening in September. Yeah, the Flying Fish, which is an open kitchen restaurant, um, is located on the Boardwalk. It's been closed since March of 2020. And uh, like Cheryl said, the rumor is that they will be reopening in September. There is no official date yet, but that is the rumor. The, you know, the, the rough thing for the Boardwalk is the uh, – so the Boardwalk has the Boardwalk – DVC component, and then they have the Boardwalk Inn, which is their hotel property. Um, neither one of those properties have a quick service or a sit-down restaurant in them. Right. All of their food is out on the Boardwalk. Right. So if you get up in the morning, you want to leave your room, you want to go down and get breakfast, you've got to go to a quick service outside on the Boardwalk. Right. And they don't offer – I mean, I don't think there's a place that offers like Mickey Waffles to no. go or anything like no. that. So they have the bakery, which is nice. You can get the right. things at the bakery. But um, – yeah, it's not an easy resort to stay, stay at. It, no. it, some people love it. Yep. Like Dave loves it. But yep. um I don't know. Not we've stayed there once a long time ago. I don't think I don't think I'd stay there again. Not I love the walk to Epcot. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Um maybe for a day or two, but a week there. Yeah, the food choices are really an issue. They are. Um so they just had the ninth annual Eleuthera Business Outlook. It was a virtual event, um, and during that event, the Disney Cruise Line provided an update on Lighthouse Point. That's right. Lighthouse Point is going to be their new island destination. Uh, there's going to be a whole bunch of beach areas. Um, you know, the, the the ships are going to pull up there, uh, and it's going to be much larger than Castaway Key. Um, there's going to be nature trails. There's going to be cabanas, of course, um, and Disney is going to be developing this southern section of the island um, that's still awaiting approval, uh, but it's expected that they're going to begin construction in 2022 and be done by the first half of 2024. Uh, They've got all sorts of initiatives in place for, you know, utilizing renewable energy. Uh, I believe it's supposed to be like 90% uh, renewable. Uh, They're going to be bringing in Bahamian vendors. They're going to give priority to Bahamian entertainers, uh, uh, you know, Bahamian agricultural and seafood products. So they're really involving the Bahamian community in this plan. 
Um, and it's about 758 acres of which Disney is going to develop 16% of that. Uh, they're also going to donate some of the land back to the Bahamas and leave it undeveloped. Um, they have already donated 190 acres back to the Bahamas and that's valued at $6.29 million. Um, and they're also planning for a zero waste to landfill, uh, property. Um, so that, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, we're looking forward to someday getting to visit that. Right. Um, we've been to Eleuthera. It's beautiful. Um, it's just another spot uh, in the Bahamas for the Disney ships to stop. And it's just going to allow them a little bit more um, space to do what yes. they want to do. Now, it's not their, it's not its own island. It does you know, share as part of an island. But um, it's a beautiful island, and it's a safe island. Yes. So... Um, so it's going to be great when it when it finally opens. Exactly. The Disney Fantasy will be uh, headed out on its test run soon. That's right. They are on their CDC simulation cruise. They left today. They do Castaway Key tomorrow, and they return on Saturday. Awesome. Now, do you have the story there about Disney sending out the pre-COVID, uh, pre-arrival COVID-19 testing requirements? Um, I thought I did. Oh, yeah, here it is. Okay. Um, so yeah, they sent out some pre-trip reminders, including the pre-arrival COVID-19 testing requirements, which is good because, uh, there were a lot of people who were denied boarding on Monday on the dream. Um, and that seemed to be due to incomplete pre-arrival testing, um, or in, um, inaccurate or, uh, that's not the word I'm looking for. They didn't get the right type of test. Right. Um, So they have now sent out these reminders that are a little bit more clear, hoping that this does not happen anymore. All right. Okay. So let's move to Disney Plus news. Um, Disney Plus Day is going to be November 12th. And on that day, new titles will be announced. That's right. Bob Chapek announced this during their earnings call and said that November 12th is now going to be known as Disney Plus Day. And it will uh, be part of a company-wide cross-promotional campaign. uh, And uh, the new titles will be a focal point for consumers who have not yet switched over to Disney Plus. Uh, The day will focus on both U.S. and international markets as Disney Plus is uh, an international entity. All righty. Disney Plus is doing pretty well. They just reached 116 million subscribers. That's right. They were uh, expected to be at 113 million uh, this at this point, uh, but they are 3 million past that. It's funny because I think last quarter they were talking about how Disney Plus was under the estimates, uh, and now they have surged past the estimates. So, you know, ebb and flow like everything. Um, and... Uh, you know, the good news was that during the third quarter, uh, Loki was one of the most streamed programs across all streaming platforms. It was a good one. It was. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about Scarlett Johansson and the issues that she's having with Disney. Um, now Disney is cutting ties with her, um, meaning that the Tower of Terror film is going to be canceled. That's right. The Tower of Terror was expected to be produced uh, by Scarlett Johansson as well, and she was uh, also going to star in it. Um, but now that is on hold. Uh, I, I don't want to say it's outright canceled, um, mm. but Disney is right now putting it on hold. Uh, Disney's lawyers uh, are trying to avoid a court case. They're looking to go to arbitration, um, which is what her contract actually calls for. Uh, so, you know, it, it's going to get messy and we will see where this goes. Yeah, it's not putting Disney in a good light. No, it's not. 
Um, Disney Plus is going to be getting a brand new Home Alone movie this year. That's right. On November 12th. Hey, that's the same day as Disney Day. Awesome. Uh, We're going to get Home Sweet Home Alone, which is going to be a new holiday-themed movie in the Home Alone franchise. And it is going to be – it's going to star Ellie Kemper, who you like. She was in The Office and uh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yep. Um, Archie Yates, Aisling B., Kenan Thompson, who's very popular – uh, and Chris Parnell. Those are the only names I recognize, so I'm not going to give you the rest of them. Um, and this is going to be a story of a mischievous and resourceful young boy who is left behind while his family is in Japan for the holidays. Uh, and then a married couple attempts to retrieve a precious heirloom uh, from his home, and he has to protect it from the trespassers. Uh, you know, typical Home Alone story. Cool. Um, so I, I don't know. I'll probably skip it. Probably. Yeah. Um, there is a new show on the Disney Channel. Uh, it's not a show. It's a movie. And uh, it is making history. It's called Spin. And it's the first Disney Channel original movie that focuses on an Indian American family. That's right. It is the story of uh, embracing and blending cultures. Uh, and it's the story of an Indian American teen uh, with her eclectic group of friends. Uh, you know, uh it's it's a typical Disney movie. She her family owns an Indian restaurant. She's part of the after school coding club. She has a tight knit multi generational family. However, she's also an aspiring DJ. <laughs> um, so this is going to be a music, musical journey of her embracing both her Indian culture and her DJ culture as she uh, infuses both of them into her passions. Well, I mean, it's good. There's um, you know, there's a lot of Indian people who now live in the United States and they've sort of blended their traditions with um, the way, you know, things go here in uh, the United States. And it's nice to see them represented. So it is. That's awesome. Um, In Universal Islands of Adventure, there are now some construction walls surrounding Poseidon's Fury. That's right. Poseidon's Fury at Universal's Islands of Adventure uh, has been closed since August 9th of 2020 due to physical distancing concerns. It is the only Universal Orlando Resort attraction that has not reopened, uh, with the exception of a day in the park with Barney, which has been permanently closed. Um, the property uh, has now been surrounded by uh, construction walls. And I will tell you, the Universal construction walls are nowhere near as nice <laughs> as the Disney construction walls and or scrim. Yeah, can't have it all. Yeah, no word on what is going on. Hopefully it is a refurbishment um, or maybe they're just, you know, cleaning up the entrance. Maybe. The final haunted house for um, Halloween Horror Nights 30 has been announced for, um, for this year. That's right. There were actually five haunted houses announced uh, today, uh, and those are the final five. Uh, Let's see. Let's get this list here. Uh, The Haunting of Hill House is one of them. Um, HHN Icons. Oh, Captured. Okay. Uh, Beetlejuice. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The Bride of Frankenstein Lives. A uh, little more detail on that HHN icons captured. Those are 30 years of characters from your worst nightmares uh, have come together and decide who's the evilest of them all. Welcome to Scary, Horror in the Heartland, uh, Case Files Unearthed, Legendary Truth. Uh, that's about a private investigator following supernatural leads. Uh, the Wicked Growth Realm of the Pumpkin, Puppet Theater Captive Audience, uh, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. 
which sounds like it could be scary. Uh, those are the houses. And then as far as scare zones go, you have Crypt TV, 30 Years, 30 Fears, Gorewood Forest, Seek and Destroy, Lights, Camera, Haction. Mm-hmm. Get it? Haction. Yeah. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of live entertainment that uh, they're going to have. So that is the final list of haunted houses and scare zones for Halloween Horror Nights 30. All right. That starts on uh, Friday, September 3rd and runs through Sunday, October 31st. Excellent. All righty. Um, so you can more... skip this Wicked oh, Growth this, one. Yeah, that's in, we already talked about the, it's all more Halloween Horror Nights stuff. Yeah. Um, there's something, some new story here about the resort team members for Universal Parks. That's right. Uh, Universal Resorts team members are going to be required to share their vaccination status with the company. Uh, this applies to both domestic parks in Orlando and Hollywood. Uh, it is to allow the park to maintain strict adherence to their health and safety protocols. Uh, most likely referring to differences in mask policies for vaccinated team members versus those who are unvaccinated. Um, They've also announced that team members who are working from home in select positions will be returning to their offices by Labor Day. Oh, we're originally scheduled to return by Labor Day. That has now been delayed to um, October 18th. Uh, Universal is not mandating that their staff be vaccinated. They do just want to know what their status is. At this time. At this time. Correct. (laughs) We don't know where that's going to go, but. Right on. All right. All right. Is that it? That's all I have. All right. So that's it. Have a great weekend, everybody. And until Monday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>